This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion, one verse at a time. Well, hello, and thanks for joining me once again for the One Verse Podcast. I'm your teacher for this podcast, Jeremy Myers. Today we're not going to be looking actually at a particular verse of the Bible, but rather a concept, the concept or term of Gehenna. I don't know if you've ever heard of this word before, but it is sometimes translated in various Bibles as hell. And so the question is, is does the word Gehenna refer to hell? What is Gehenna? Where is Gehenna? Who goes to Gehenna? Those are the sorts of questions I'm going to seek to answer for you today in this podcast episode. And the reason I'm doing this is because we are gearing up towards looking at several passages from the Bible that many people believe teach about hell. And Jesus often uses the word Gehenna in these Bible passages. So just as preparation for those future studies, we're going to spend one podcast episode here defining the word Gehenna for you. And just as a heads up, this study is drawn from my forthcoming book titled, What is Hell? There's also going to be an online course related to the book. And of course, if you are part of the discipleship group at redeeminggod.com, you will be able to take that course absolutely free. You will also be able to download a free copy of the book, the, uh, the PDF version of the book, What is Hell? Uh, when that course is finished as well. So Anyway, uh, but if you want to just get the book or pre-order it, it is available on Amazon as I speak. You can pre-order it now, and that way you will get it the minute it is published, probably in late May or early June, okay? So with that in mind, let's dive into this study of the concept of Gehenna. Now, the word Gehenna, it's a Greek word, G-E-H-E-N-N-A, would, would be the English letters of Gehenna, and it refers to a, an actual literal valley outside of the city of Jerusalem, sometimes called the Valley of Hinnom. So the Greek actually is Gehenom. You can sort of hear it, Gehenna, Gehenom. And um, it was a deep gorge southwest of Jerusalem. Sometimes in the Bible, the valley is referred to as the Valley of Tophet, T O. P-H-E-T. So if you're reading some places in the Old Testament, you might read the Valley of Tophet. Now, this valley outside of Jerusalem has a sordid history. It was a place of idolatry, injustice, and spiritual infidelity. It was here, you might recall, that some Israelites made sacrifices to this pagan god, Molech. This was in the days of Ahaz And Manasseh, you could read about that in 2 Kings. And I don't know if you know about the worship of Molech, but it was this deity where they would cast his hands out in front of him, and then they would heat a big fire underneath his hands until the hands turned red hot. And then they would sacrifice, usually, infant children, babies, on this fiery, in these fiery, burning hot hands. All right? and in an attempt to please and appease Molech. So it's a horrid, terrifying, disgusting, just criminal, evil sacrifice when they killed these children. And this, these, under Ahaz and Manasseh, these sacrifices to Molech 
took place in the Valley of Hinnom, right outside of Jerusalem. It's not the only thing that happened in this valley, though. Uh, uh, 185,000 Assyrian soldiers died in this valley during the siege, uh, during the key, uh, days of King Hezekiah. You can read about this in Isaiah 30 and 37. And after all, the, all of them died, all their bodies were piled up and set on fire. And Jeremiah writes about this as well in Jeremiah chapter 7 and 19. And he basically says that if Israel does not repent and turn and follow God, then they would end up like these Assyrian soldiers, dying, getting piled up, their bodies piled up, and then burned. And in fact, after Jesus, this is indeed what happened when the Roman military came in and defeated Jerusalem because of their rebellion, and they destroyed the temple, and many, many, many people died in the Roman military. What did they do? This was in 69 and 70 AD. The Roman military took all the dead bodies, threw them into the valley of Hinnom, and burned them. All right? So, this is not the only thing, though, that makes this valley a place of horror. (laughs) All right, the history of it and the prophetic warnings of it. In the days of Jesus, when Jesus was walking around and teaching, this valley was used as the city dump, the garbage dump. The valley of Gehenna was uh, filled with garbage. It's where people would go and dump their, their scraps, their food scraps, and the broken things of pottery and all the city garbage got thrown down into the valley of Gehenna. Now, back then, if you've ever been to a third world country today and visited a a city garbage dump, you know that garbage is not the only thing in the city dump. The poor and the lame and often orphans, and in, in Jesus' day, the lepers would go down and scrounge around in the garbage, trying to find something to eat or a scrap of clothing to wear or, you know, a piece of, today it would be a piece of tarp or something, so to provide themselves a little bit of covering for their heads over the weather. All right, and so uh, the, the those people would be down there, and often for various reasons, people would also dispose of dead bodies down there. Someone, uh, criminal people, a group in town would murder someone, and they would cast their body down into the valley of Gehenna as well. Obviously, it's not a great place, and it stinks, and it was rotting, and it was full of criminal activity, and so city officials in Jerusalem at that time occasionally would try to get rid of the stench and the piles of rotting garbage by, you guessed it, setting it on fire. But of course, since there was so much garbage and since more was added to it every single day, the fire of Gehenna never really went out. It never died. It burned day and night seemingly forever and ever. Many of the citizens of Jerusalem could probably not ever recall a day when the fires of Gehenna were not burning. I don't know if you've ever burned a big pile of, you know, yard scraps or refuse or, or, or tree limbs and things that you're, you've cut down. And if you don't douse it with water more than you think, that thing can smolder and even reignite on fire for days and sometimes even weeks. And that would be the same place. They never even tried to put out this fire in the Valley of Gehenna. So this is the same way it was in Gehenna at that time. 
The piles of refuse would smolder for weeks and months and years on end. Sometimes they would burst out in gouts of flame. Often there would be billows of smoke and ashes that came up in the air as a result of this unending fire down in the valley, this garbage dump. Of course, not everything down there burned. (laughs) Just like if you had a garbage dump today and you set it on fire, some things would burn, many things would not. Furthermore, the flames go where they will. You can't really determine the direction or what's going to burn or which direction the flames are going to to burn. And so even though lots of things burn, lots of things don't. And so those things that weren't burning is what the sick and the orphans and the lepers and the lame and and other people like that would uh, go and scrounge. And then in those sections that didn't burn, if they were dead bodies or fruit or dead animals or something like that, obviously, if they're not burning, then eventually they are going to rot and they would be filled with worms and maggots and covered with clouds of flies. And again, if you've ever been to a city dump, I have seen city dumps like this in India when I was there, um, and that's pretty well describes the way it was. But they have city dumps like this in various South American countries and and, uh, areas as well. And they're very, very similar to the sorts of things you would have seen in Gehenna in the days of Jesus. So just imagine for me a little bit with all of this background in mind, what it would have been like in the days of Jesus to take out the garbage. Today, (laughs) we just put our garbage uh, canister out there on the curb, if that's the way it works in your town, that's the way it works where I live, and the garbage dump truck comes and picks it up uh, and, and carries it off, and you never have to think about it. You probably don't even know where they take your garbage to the dump or whatever they do with it. All right? But that's not the way it worked in the days of Jesus. If you take your garbage dump, your garbage out, you're loading it up into some sort of cart, and you have to cart it down into Gehenna. Just, just imagine. I'm going to read a little bit for you. So I am tried to imagine what this was like. So maybe you want to close your eyes and just listen to me. Read sort of a creative description of what it might have been like for you to take out the garbage. You haul your cart of trash down the hill into the valley, and you first become aware of the smoke that rises continually from the dump. It is acrid and oily from the burning trash and causes your eyes to smart. But soon... Not even the smoke can cover the stench that rises from rotting food and corpses on a hot Middle Eastern day. The smell is so bad, you struggle not to vomit and wretch. But the smoke in your eyes and the smell in your nostrils is not the worst of it. As you descend down into the pit, it becomes harder to see. The sun turns blood red due to the smoke, and there is a constant gloomy haze that surrounds you. But this is actually a blessing, for what you do see is difficult to forget. On your left, there is a mangled corpse. It is missing some limbs and is half burned from the fire. The remaining half is crawling with maggots, and buzzing with flies. You avert your eyes only to see a leper stumbling through the smoke while eating a moldy piece of fruit that he has pulled from the trash. He's missing his nose and an arm and appears to be 
a walking corpse, not much different from the one you just saw half-burned and covered with maggots a minute before. Horrified, you decide you have traveled far enough into the pit today. You dump your trash as quickly as possible before retreating back up the slope towards the safety of Jerusalem. As the smoke recedes and the sun brightens above you, you peer back over your shoulder at where you left your trash, only to see half a dozen walking corpses shuffle towards your pile of garbage as fast as their mangled feet will carry them. They are eager to be among the first to dig through what you have left behind, hoping to find a bit of food or clothing that will get them through another day. You shudder and pick up your pace to leave the nightmare valley behind and return to the land of the living. Okay, so in the days of Jesus... That is the image that came to mind when people, when Jesus spoke about Gehenna, right? The term conveyed a sense of total horror and disgust. People were very familiar because they took their garbage there every week. It was the place of undying worm, of irresistible fire, an abhorrent place where crawling maggots and smoldering heat raced each other to consume the putrefying fare served them each day. That's a a quote out of Fudge's book, The Fire That Consumes, by the way. So Gehenna is this literal place outside of Jerusalem. Therefore, in my opinion, when Jesus or James, or the two authors that use the word Gehenna, when they use the word Gehenna in the Bible, my opinion is that it should not ever be translated as hell. It should be left untranslated and should be left as Gehenna because it's a literal place. I mean, look, uh, Jerusalem, for example, means city of peace. But when the New Testament authors write about Jerusalem, our translators, our English translators, don't say, well, Jerusalem means city of peace. So therefore, we're going to put city of peace in wherever the Bible talks about Jerusalem. No, it's a place. So they leave it as Jerusalem. The same could be said for Bethel, which means city of God. Or Gilgal, which means circle, right? These are actual, literal, historical places, geographical places in the ancient world, and some of them even still exist today. And so when the Bible translators wrote our English versions, they didn't translate actual places. I feel like they should have done the same thing with Gehenna. It should never, ever, ever be translated as hell or any other word. Leave it as Gehenna. That way, we modern English speakers, when we see Gehenna in the Bible, we don't think about an everlasting place where people are screaming and burning and suffering in torture, everlasting flames of fire in this place called hell. No, we think of an actual place, the Valley of Hinnom, outside of Jerusalem. By the way, if you wanted to translate Gehenna as Valley of Hinnom, that's fine too. Either way, it tells the reader, this is a place, okay? And this place then this garbage dump, burning garbage dump outside of Jerusalem will be what comes to mind when you and I read about Gehenna or the Valley of Hinnom in the Bible. And that will help us understand what Jesus and James are talking about when they use these words. And we're going to be doing that, by the way, 
in future studies, okay, um, when we do look at some of these passages. And as long as we get rid of this idea of hell, where unredeemed people scream and suffer in flames for all eternity, we get rid of that from our mind, and instead we think about this burning garbage dump outside of the city of Jerusalem, what Jesus says about Gehenna, what James says about Gehenna, make a lot more sense. All right? Uh, and and it, it is. We'll see in these studies that it Jesus is referring to that in a symbolic way, which basically is telling us that if we do not obey and follow Jesus and do what God says, then our lives get thrown out into the trash dump. Okay? Not in eternity, but in this life here and now. That's what Jesus and James are talking about. And that just makes sense. Uh, the reason sin, God warns us against sin, is because it destroys our lives here and now. It destroys our health. It destroys our relationships. It destroys our jobs and our finances, all sorts of things. Sin destroys. It is destructive. And so when we say, God, I don't care what you say, I'm going to go down this path, Jesus is saying, well, you might as well just go live in the Valley of Gehenna then. You might as well become one of those lepers living down there in the trash heap, because that is where your life is headed if you go down that path. All right? Uh, N.T. Wright, famous, famous New Testament scholar, arguably the uh, greatest New Testament scholar living today, says this about Gehenna. I'm quoting from his book, Surprised by Hope. When Jesus was warning his hearers about Gehenna, he was not as a general rule, telling them that unless they repented in this life, they would burn in the next. As with God's kingdom, so with its opposite. It is on earth that things matter, not somewhere else. All right? His message to his contemporaries, Wright says, his message to his contemporaries was stark and, as we would say today, political. Unless they turned back from their hopeless and rebellious dreams of establishing God's kingdom on their own terms, which would have been through war and violence against Roman military and so on, all right, um, then the Roman juggernaut would do what large, greedy, and ruthless empires have always done to smaller countries. Rome would turn Jerusalem into a hideous, stinking extension of its smoldering rubbish heap. When Jesus said, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish, this is what he had in mind. N.T. Wright is exactly correct on that. N.T. Wright is right, okay? Uh, this is what people had in mind. This is what Jesus had in mind when he spoke about Gehenna. So look, here's the bottom line truth about Gehenna. The word should not be translated as hell in the New Testament. It does not, in any way, shape, or form, in any context, in any passage, refer to a place of burning, torture, or torment in the afterlife. Instead, the word Gehenna refers to a literal place outside the walls of Jerusalem. This smoking, burning garbage dump, a place of horror and disease and rot and flame, yes, okay? But Jesus is using the history and imagery of that place, to warn his disciples, and even to warn us, what can happen to us in this life if we do not follow his teachings and take steps, sometimes drastic, to protect ourselves and our loved ones from the devastation, from the destruction of sin.
Jesus, when he speaks about Gehenna, he's not warning about hell in the next life, but a hellish existence in this life. Now, we'll see more about this in future studies when we look at the actual New Testament texts that use the word Gehenna. And if you're using a Bible that puts hell in there, you might need to get some sort of Bible resource or dictionary out which will help you understand when the Greek word Gehenna is being used. But just be suspicious, especially in the Gospels, especially in Matthew, whenever you see the word hell, that maybe the word Gehenna is behind that. Now, it might be Hades, right, or some other word, abyss, maybe. And we'll be looking at those in future podcast studies as well to help you understand what they mean. All right, but for now... We saw Sheol last week and we've seen Gehenna now. Neither one refers to a place of eternal suffering and torture for the unredeemed dead in the afterlife. We still have a few more words to look at and several passages to consider as well. We're going to look at the word Hades next week. But look, whatever hell might be, we're already getting the hint that it is not an eternal garbage dump where God sends some humans to rot and burn for eternity. The word Gehenna in the Bible means nothing of the sort. It was a literal valley outside of Jerusalem, and it symbolized the death and destruction that can come into people's life now if they refuse to follow the ways and teachings of Jesus. The symbol, the valley, the word, the term Gehenna tells us absolutely nothing about the condition of the unredeemed after this life. Look, I know this might be challenging to you. You might have some questions. That's okay. You can just respond, leave a comment. Go to my the, the, the post for this podcast study. Go to redeeminggod.com slash Gehenna-Hell. That's the post, and it will help you answer some of the questions you might have on this. You can also pre-order my book, What is Hell? It's available on Amazon, or sign up to take the course. That will also help you understand all of these words. Of course, if you're listening to this before June of 2019, the book and the course are not yet available. But if you're listening to this sometime in the future after I record this, then you can go and sign up for that course or get that book right away as both will be available uh, however you want to get them. Okay. So, hey, thank you so much for listening and join us next week as we dive into another word, the word Hades, to see what it teaches us about the existence or non-existence of hell. See you then.